Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Driving in the Dark, the second of the day. Um, I'm recording this as sort of a therapy, man. Like, uh, fucking Scarface is in town today. And Scarface is, you know, for me, my top, my top three MCs all time. Number one, Biggie. Number two, Scarface. Number three, Ghostface Killer. And I've never seen him live. So I was really excited to go check him out today, but I've been on probation for a while, and plus, he's in the state, but he's in a different city than I am, so it would have, you know, the cost of the ticket, plus, you know, I gotta, I gotta fucking get a train, or take a cab, like an hour, like, I don't know how much that would cost, and, and plus it came, with the probation, it came down to, if I saw Scarface tonight, I would get off probation in like two weeks, Versus getting off in a few days, because there was some stuff I had to do, but... So I'm I'm missing Scarface right now, and that pisses me off, but... Uh, well, it's, it mostly just depresses me, but... You know, I've done a couple of these before. What this is, is Discography Speed Round. Um, Scarface Edition. What I do in Discography Speed Round is I take an artist where I know their back catalog really well... And I go through and try to review every single album from memory in less than 60 seconds with a timer going. And rate the album, if that makes sense. So to cope with missing Scarface Live, I'm going to go through right now with you guys, review every single Scarface album. Uh, let's see how it goes, right? It's It's gone good so far. If you check out my YouTube channel or SoundCloud, I did it for this for the magnetic fields and the kinks as well. And I said I'd do Scarface, and just because I'm so sad I'm missing him right now, I'm going to do it. All right? So first off, we have his, we have his debut solo album. I'm going to skip the Ghetto Boys stuff. His debut album, 1991's Mr. Scarface is Back, <clears throat> which I guess, fun fact... Uh, mind playing tricks on me. Probably one of his most iconic, famous songs was supposed to be on this, but the Ghetto Boys or his label kind of snuck it and put some other verses on it and released it as a Ghetto Boys single. Uh, this is a this is a classic album. It established so many things in the genre, especially all his discussion of mental illness, um, the fact that he dies in the last song. Like you know, people like Biggie and stuff took from that. And one of the best things about this is the production. Scarface produced a lot of this. It's a very good, um, soulful kind of production, but not in the way you might think. He samples a lot of like funky guitars. His lyrics are great. He's changing his flow up all the time. So perfect. Yeah, oh man, I'm running out of time. Mr. Scarface is back. Five out of five. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. So much to say about that album. But, you know, it's, of course there is. It's a fucking classic. Alright, next up we have The World Is Yours, released in 1993. And Scarface hates this album. It, it was kind of like rushed out. It was forced on him. He didn't. Re- his heart wasn't really in it, but the label made him do it. And recently, uh, some publication asked him to rank all his albums. And I think he described this, and Emeritus, and Last of a Dying Breed, and, some, and all the Ghetto Boys albums as zero, nothing, less than nothing. But I really love World Is Yours. Uh, <laughs> like, it's just such a fucking fun album. 
and one of the great takeaways from this is that Scarface is a master of profanity. Um, just uh, so many, so many good songs where he's just fucking ranting and raving and going fucking nuts, and the beats are great. It's a little bit too long, and stuff like Strictly for the Funk Lovers didn't need to be there, but it's so messy and hectic, and it's got classics like The Wall on it. You just gotta love it. Four and a half out of five. Man. I think this is the hardest discography speed round yet. Uh. Next up, we got The Diary, released in 1994. Um, Again, classic fucking album. If you know who Scarface is, you know this album. N.O. Joe and Mike Dean doing some of the best production of their entire career on here. For me, uh, the first two Scarface albums, Mr. Scarface is Back and The World is Yours, aren't really Scarface albums. They're DJ action albums. That was his old persona, and it was a different style of rapping. It was a lot faster, it was more traditional, a little bit higher pitched. Starting with a diary, Scarface became Scarface. This is where he really comes into himself. His his flow gets slower. It gets a lot uh, smoother, more soulful, more, more menacing. Uh, he, he almost sounds like a preacher. And th- there's just so many great songs on this. Like, every single song. And just little stuff on here I love. Like, uh, I can't remember what it is. Going Down, I think. They sample 100,000 red balloons for a sex song. So funny. Five out of five. <laughs> Fuck. Shit, this is hard. Alright, next we have The Untouchable, released in 1997. This is, I believe, Killer Mike's favorite Scarface album, actually. Um, It's probably the one that stands out most in his catalog, just for its sound, because it's really heavily influenced by what was going on uh, in the West Coast. All the beats on here are stuff that you can imagine Tupac or Dr. Dre or someone like that rapping over. And this actually has the, uh, I think it was a hit, um, Smile with Tupac. One of like the last features Tupac ever recorded for somebody on this album. It's not my favorite Scarface album. You know, of course his rapping is great. The concepts are great. Um, but for some reason, I just don't connect with it as much as I do with the other ones. I think maybe it's the way it's mixed or some of the beat choices. But, you know, like, if you're someone who likes to mix Xanax and marijuana or some shit like that, this is the album of your life. Uh, four out of five for The Untouchable. Alright. Next up, we got My Homies, released in 1998. This was like a double-disc compilation album. Uh, Scarface and just a bunch of rappers he liked, whether they were uh, underground or just friends of his. Uh, coming together as a showcase of Scarface literally just saying, here's some of my homies, check them out. This is a pretty good album. It's got the hit song uh, Sex Faces on it, which has never been a favorite of mine, but, I mean, just because he has so many other classics that are better. Uh, This is another album that the label really tampered with a lot, so Scarface himself doesn't care for this. They deleted stuff he liked. They put in random other people on verses. They, uh... They rearranged the track list. They did all kinds of shit to fuck with it. And I sort of agree with Scarface. My Homies isn't really a proper Scarface album. I don't really love it. The title track is really great, especially the conversation he has with his grandma at the beginning. But overall, uh, not one of my favorites. Two and a half out of five. <sighs> Next up, we have The Last of a Dying Breed, released in 2000. And this is another album that Scarface hates, 
But sorry, Face, he's wrong about this. This is one of my favorite Scarface albums. You know, really, they're all one of my favorites. But this is so great. Um, we have a great sort of spiritual sequel to The Wall with uh, Look Me In My Eyes, which is just a, um, a a conversation Scarface is having with his therapist where he sort of finds God at the end. It's really interesting. Um, we have They Down With Us featuring UGK. Probably Bun B's verse on that song is my favorite Bun B verse ever. Maybe ex- aside from uh, Murder on Writing Dirty, you know, his most iconic verse. This is like the second best. Scarface is killing it all over. Get Out with Jay-Z is a great fucking song. Um, so is It Ain't Part 2. So is OG to me. You know what? All of these are great fucking songs. Five out of five. <sighs> or maybe four and a half, but I already said five. Next, we have The Fix, released in 2002. Um, obviously, this album is a masterpiece. And honestly, if I hadn't heard The Fix when I was a kid, I I probably wouldn't even like Southern rap. A lot of guys that are into sort of the traditional East Coast or West Coast music look down on the South. That's just always been a thing on hip-hop, is like, you guys are outside. And this is one of the albums that, one of the first albums I heard from a southern rapper where I was like, holy fucking shit, are you kidding me? The production on here is so good. Uh, like, especially, he he got, this is when he was president of Def Jam South, so he could do anything he wanted. He got uh, the Neptunes on here. He got Kanye West on here. Some of the greatest producers of all times. And this is Scarface as his at peak lyricism. This is some of the best rapping anyone has ever done in the history of hip-hop. I can't even point out a specific song. It's all br- brilliant. Five out of five. <laughs> this is going to sound so fucking incoherent. I just love Scarface so much, man. Oh, man. I wish I could be watching this show right now. All right. Then we have 2003's Balls in My Word. This, is, this isn't even a Scarface album. The label stole his, like, tapes out of the studio threw it together, fucked with it. And I think it was what uh bitch on this song on this album, they like edited in some verses so it would sound like Scarface was dissing 50 Cent to start a fake beef. Just the corniest fucking shit you could ever imagine. And you know, Scarface hates this album too. And and I mean he should, not because it's like the worst thing ever recorded, but he didn't want this stuff released. So you know what? I'm not even going to rate this album and I don't listen to it very much just because you know what? If Scarface didn't want this stuff out and if the label fucked with it that much, you know, I'm going to respect Scarface and uh, ignore this. All right. So no rating for balls in my word. They were just capitalizing on the success of the fix pretty much. And then we get my homies part two. Even more tampered with than the original My Homies. My Homies Part 2 is basically the same as Balls in My Word. The label just threw it together. Scarface isn't even on it very much. It's just, uh, it's cynical. And Scarface was pissed about this being out too, just like with Balls in My Word. And he has every right to be. The only thing that I'll say for My Homies Part 2 is that if you have to buy it, if you're someone like me who's bought everything Scarface has ever put out, which... Him and Ghostface are the only two where every single album I'm buying the day it comes out. Um, the two-disc version of My Homies Part 2 features um, 
re- uh, the remix of The Corner by Common with Scarface on it. And, of course, that's a great song. And to have Scarface on it makes it doubly great. But, you know, that song's available on mixtapes and stuff. Get it somewhere else. I'm not going to give a rating to My Homies Part 2. Just check out The Corner remix. And then we have Made. Which um, is sort of Scarface's, not comeback, because he never went anywhere. But it's sort of him coming back out of retirement for a little bit to give us um, another album. A lot of good stuff on here. There's a couple more um, low points, like the song Get Out My Face. I remember um, Scarface saying in an interview like a year after this that making him that the label forced him to put that, or I think Big Dog status too, forced him to put it on there. You can tell, like, Get Out My Face is just kind of Scarface being forced to make another song, like um, Sell Out from The Fix. So there's a couple songs in here where you can tell his heart wasn't really in it, but there's also some really good stuff. I would especially um, highlight Suicide Note, brilliant song. Or I love the lyric on Girl You Know where he's like... Uh, if you didn't love my kids like you loved your own, and me unconditionally when I was wrong, then I'm gone. Three and a half out of five for Made. Okay. Next, we have Emeritus, released in 2008. I remember exactly where I was when I bought this album. I remember the cashier that I bought it from because I knew him. remember everything about this album. Scarface doesn't care for this record. I don't know what he's thinking in this case either. Emeritus, really good fucking album. Uh, I especially remember when the title song came out, being so excited because the buzz was, holy shit, Scarface got DJ Premier beat, and he he fucking murdered it. Uh, Again, so many good songs on here. Who Are They um, is, (laughs) has some of great, some of the best guest shit on it. I can't remember who does the verse, but there's one verse, the first guest verse on there is especially great. Uh, Forgot About Me has a great guest verse too. Um, Lil Wayne says, Call Me By My New Name. What is that? Featuring Lil Wayne. And of course Scarface does his thing. He always does. Four and a half out of five. Or maybe four out of five. And then we get Deeply Rooted. Released just this last year. And I'm, I'm fucking dedicated to Scarface. So on the day this came out, I took the day off work. And... I called a taxi at like 10 in the morning and spent $30, like $30, $40 round trip to have to take a cab out to the nearest Best Buy so I could get the special edition and then drive back home and just absorb it. And just the fact that it took, it was seven years before, um, between albums, like listening to Deeply Rooted was literally a spiritual experience. I don't even know how to describe like, like, I guess I'm a Scarface stan, but listening to this album for the first time, I was, like, high and drunk all day just off listening to it. It is the best experience I've ever had in my entire life uh, listening to an album. There's a couple lower points on it, but all in all, this is just great as an album, aside from my feelings. <sighs> I don't know. It's either four and a half out of five or just four. It's hard to say because it just came out in September, but deeply rooted, fucking great. And that was discography speed round for Scarface. Um, man, I still wish I could have gone and seen him live today, but this was fun. 
Anytime I get to talk about Scarface is fun because the man is an incredible songwriter, uh, incredible MC, and a really great producer and all-around musician. Um, I hope he has that rock band he's been talking about coming soon because I can't, I can't wait to hear what he does with that shit. Oh, and if by any chance Scarface hears this, um, Face, hear me out on this. When you do a non-hip-hop project... You should cover Bourgeois Blues by Lead Belly. Just you and your guitar do Bourgeois Blues by Lead Belly. It would be so fucking good. Even you got the perfect voice for it. I know you'd love you'd probably love that song. Uh it it's the tone fits you, the attitude fits you, the politics fit you. You got a great deep bluesy wonderful singing voice just like Lead Belly did. And you can play a mean fucking guitar, just like Lead Belly could. Please, someday make my dreams come true. Do a cover version of Bourgeois Blues, man. Uh, man, I fucking love Scarface. Alright, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this. If you disagreed about one of these, um, one of my ratings or reviews of one of these albums, let me know. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment and tell me what your favorite Scarface album is. Because, uh... As long as I've been listening to the guy, I honestly could not tell you what my favorite is. Um, the only thing I could really tell you is that I love The World Is Yours as sh- as sort of overlong and sort of rambling as it is sometimes. It's got some of the best shit he's ever done on there. Uh, like The Wall. Man, that's a great song. But I kind of f- go back and forth between um, Mr. Scarface's Back and The Fix and uh the diary and what the hell the world is yours so many great songs and uh if you get a chance to see him live yourself don't make the same mistake i did go check it out because you know within within hip-hop you know he's just one of the best and you really owe it to yourself to see it just like uh you know if you're really into rock music you should see like the rolling stones live one time if you can um, you need to see Scarface. Uh, he's just, he's, he's that dude. And he's fucking great. And you know what? I could just keep saying that he's great over and over and over again. But, you know, I'm sure you guys got something to do. And this has been about 20 minutes already. Uh, if you haven't bought Deeply Rooted, buy that shit worth every penny. And get the Best Buy Special Edition because the bonus tracks are really good. Um, this has been Driving in the Dark. If you got something to say to me, hit me up on Twitter at DITD Podcasts or send me an email at Driving at the Dark Podcast at gmail.com. Um, please subscribe on YouTube, like on YouTube, uh, favorite on SoundCloud, subscribe on SoundCloud or follow whatever. And subscribe on iTunes because this podcast is available on iTunes. Um, thanks for the support I've gotten so far. Uh, this, this podcast has been going pretty well for like me not promoting it at all or telling anybody about it or shit. Uh, thanks everybody. And yeah, again, let me know what your favorite Scarface album is. Cause you know, it's like picking your, it's like picking your favorite child. It's just so hard to do. So let me know what you come up with. That's been driving in the dark. And if you don't know, now you know. <laughs>